1: Fellowship, not to be confused <laughs> with diversity and fellowship. Um, fellowship. Fellow. Say it with me, Kenny. Fellowship. fellowship. Yes. Uh, well, we're glad that <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, that's okay. Uh, you can go back to last week, last week's episode, and listen to. Kenny Stumble Over the Word Fellowship. It's a lot of fun. We got a lot of good laughter out of it yes. uh, during the podcast and since the podcast. We, yes. You know, and it's probably going to come up some more. Instant I'm, I'm, classic. I'm thinking. Yes, yes. Uh, well, today we are talking about diversity at the border. Immigration has been kind of a hot topic for, good grief, years, decades, right? Yes. Uh, something that's been debated even within the church, you know, as far as how does how does this work? Uh, recently, it was definitely talked about uh, during the election, and uh, in the recent election, it was uh, the, the parties were kind of divided. One, one party was saying, we're going to go this way, and one party said, we need to go this way. Right. Of course, we've all kind of seen that even with different parties in office, it looks very similar uh, yes. at times, and so that's been uh, at least some points of frustration for certain groups. Um, and so— and then, most recently, uh, even as as recent as like last night, uh, we've been seeing images and different things with Haitian refugees and Afghan refugees with what's going on in uh, Afghanistan, and so um, just a lot to talk about. And so Kenny thought, Kenny and I thought, well, hey, let's let's kind of let's kind of tackle that. Of course, kind of the obvious question for us is exactly what about border uh, immigration is a diversity and fellowship issue so Kenny what would you how
0: would you answer that right um, so we are called as Christians to share Jesus with all people right, right. Great commission uh, tells us to make disciples of all nations right and, and what immigration does is it brings the nations to us right, right? you have people from from different cultures um, different countries who are, Coming to the United States, and so we no longer have to spend money and get passports and all that right. stuff to, to go to those different countries and cultures. They're already here with us, and that right. gives us an opportunity to to share Jesus with those cultures and, hmm. and to make disciples of all nations. Right. Yeah. So, so what else would you add to why this is a diversity and fellowship issue? <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I, I think you just building on what you just said. I mean, it is important for us. I think for us to, as kind of Americans, to realize that Christianity is not just an American religion. Um, and so, and that to me, that's an it's important. You know, when we talk about diversity issues, like I, I wanted my my sons to know that. Christianity was not just a white man's religion, right? And so there, there needed to be diversity in it, Um, or or at least I longed for that, even at even at the local church level, so that they could kind of grow up and see that diversity, you know, see that Christianity belongs to all nations, not just hear about it or read about it, but actually see it. And so, um, obviously, with refugees, you know, we we want to our hope and our prayer is that um, they can see that, that we can see that too, that all of us together can see. Man, look at look at that! How the look at the power of the cross, right? To bring yes. people together who are from different ethnicities, different countries, uh, different places, and so uh, so yeah, I think that. What would you? Um, what else maybe would would you add along those lines?
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, I would say that immigration, in some sense, is a justice issue. Right. The idea of the truth of everybody being created in the image of God, and they are worthy of a certain amount of respect and dignity right. because of that. Mm. And so we we are called to, to help people receive what they deserve. Mm. Um, if they're living in conditions that um, kind of violate their, their image of god right? That, right that image of god then we are we are called as followers of jesus to help them in those situations so right. then it becomes a uh, a justice issue for right. us um to to do justice in those situations it's good
1: yeah yeah the only thing i mean I, you, you know, we could add i mean again building on all of that is it's a local church issue in that i mean we we if, if uh, refugees are coming into our country and becoming a part of our country, then man, we, we want to see them. We want to share the gospel with them and we want them to be plugged into local churches. I mean, yes. uh, we, we believe in the local church um, as the, the, the right expression of God's people on the earth, right? I mean, it's the, the local expression of God's people on the earth. And so, uh, man, we want, we want uh, refugees to be able to be a part of that fellowship, uh, yes. to be diverse, right? In that fellowship. And so, uh, so yeah, I think all of those uh, are, are good reasons for us to kind of talk about this and explore this some. Uh, so what? So Kenny, what are some what are some biblical principles for kind of thinking through immigration? And and, and I, I think we probably even here we need to say like there's kind of in some sense immigration has become a political topic. Very much so. And so really all that's talked about is kind of the political camps and political whatever and part of what we're doing today is to try to come against that a little bit, right? Right. Um let, instead of talking about it politically, let's talk about it biblically, right? What Yes. And so so what what would you say are some biblical principles uh, dealing with immigration?
0: Yeah, we hit on it a little bit, but it's good for us to be reminded of humans being created in the image of God. Genesis yes. 1, God says, uh, let us create mankind in our image, and so God creates Adam and Eve in in his image. So uh, we're all created in the image of God, and, mm-hmm. and because of that, we are worthy of dignity and yeah. respect, right? And I think that should give us some—sometimes
1: uh, what I, I feel like, and this is maybe just my observation— um sometimes there seems to be kind of a lack of I mean, love is kind of the wrong word, but 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 just a, a kind of a lack of gentleness, softness, yes. uh, burden. I, I don't I don't know what the right term is, but right. but just almost a lack of that for those we see at the border. I mean, it, it's just Yeah. And and again, it's probably a lot of that's informed by politics. Right. And, you know, and we'll talk about that some. But I I, I think the biblical principle of the Amago day should soften our hearts toward everyone, yes, right I mean, towards all people created in the image of God, that's everyone mm-hmm. um and so if we're if we're not if we if we're lacking that kind of hurt and burden and um Care, compassion, maybe, is the right word. That's a good word. Yeah, if if we're lacking that, then then I, I feel like maybe maybe we need to rethink our understanding of Imago Dei. So yeah, that's uh, one, good brother. Yeah, one other thing that we've we've already said, but it you know bears repeating. I mean, the gospel is for all people. Yes. I mean, the Great Commission uh, is for all. Jesus tells us to go to all nations, make disciples of all nations. And so the idea that we wouldn't be welcoming or we wouldn't be loving to somebody that's from somewhere because they're not American, is completely foreign, you know, to the Bible. And so I, I think it's important for us to see that it is is—it is a gospel issue in that regard, right? We, we want all people to hear the gospel, hear the good news. And I think you're right in, in pointing out that the blessing is, is that in one sense, the nations are coming to us. yes. Uh, you can currently go to larger cities in America, and this is happening true even in rural areas, but particularly in larger cities in America and find people from all over the world Yes, uh, that we get to uh, reach and share the gospel with and, and love on and point to Jesus. And so, man, that's a, those are good, uh, just a good principle. So the Imago Day, kind of the Great Commission, uh, what else is another biblical principle uh, that deals with immigration?
0: Yeah, throughout the Bible, um, because of sin, Right. Yes. The the fall. um, There are people who have been um, are poor. We end up in destitute situations. And so God has has called Israel in the Old Testament to to care for the poor, to care for the foreigner, the the immigrant, and even roll it into the New Testament. You think about Matthew 25. We're called to care for the poor, to Mm -hmm. care for strangers. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about even the B, the book of hebrews about welcoming strangers yeah uh, in right. doing so you you know some have enter, entertained angels right. right um just the principle of even loving your neighbor right or hospitality hospitality call, yeah, right that, that language right. Mm-hmm. caring caring for those who are downcast and, you know you right. good word you use compassion right mm-hmm. making sure we have compassion but but more than you know compassion is is love and Think about even First John three, like love is not just what you say is what you do, like mm. just a, don't just love with words, <laughs> right? Mm, but right. love with you know actions. You got right. you got to yeah. do it. And so, this is another biblical principle for us to consider as we um, try to help those who mm. are refugees or immigrants or who yeah. are coming to our country, right? Um yeah. we we have to think about what God what what is God's heart in this situation, right? Mm. Mm. And and the Bible speaks to that throughout um that he cares for the poor, he cares for those who are downcast, he cares mm. for uh the foreigner who is right. who is coming to um a new place to try to better themselves. So right. We need to hold on to that.
1: Yeah, and you uh, kind of um uh, nail down or kind of drive into something like you, you talked about kind of the beginning there with um, uh, in one sense I mean people don't have what they need people don't yes. have the food they need they don't have the clothing they need they don't have the shelter they need because of the fall right That that's not the same as saying everybody who's poor because they sinned yeah like like personally right right like, like you wouldn't be poor if you didn't sin <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that, that, those are two different things now does. Does sometimes bad decisions result in us being poor. Absolutely, absolutely, right. And yeah, and and sometimes I, I, you know, and there is a degree to which we have to take that into consideration when we're caring for the poor. Yeah, you know, right. Is you don't want
0: to be in, you don't want to be an, an enabler. Right? Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Um, but the idea, yeah, that somehow we can not care for the poor because we're like, well, they probably, you know, like. They, they're from this different country or they're from this area or they're from this place and therefore they don't deserve it or they don't you know it's like yeah whoa whoa, whoa. and I, I think that I think that really flies in the face of uh, one the picture we see of you know, I mean under the Old Covenant with Israel and Israel's called to take care of others but we uh, but man we, we definitely see that in the call like you say and in the Hebrews and and just taking care of being hospitable I mean all that language um, kind of takes uh leans towards this care for the poor. Yes. What else would you add as far as a biblical principle? Cuz I think there's one that's kind of there that maybe some of our listeners are like, "Yeah, but you're not talking about. What what is this What's this kind of other principle that we need to at least mention, right? And talk right. about." And that's the wrong way to say it, not at least mention, we need to think through because yeah, it we, is a biblical truth.
0: We we really do need to to wrestle and acknowledge the fact that God has given the state um, the government, the right to bear the sword, meaning right. they have the right to make laws um, for uh, those whom God has given them authority over. Right, And so we we have to hold on to that fact. We can't just say, well, we need to love everybody, irregardless of the law, like yeah, we do need to love them, but what does that love look like, right? right. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that we are encouraging them to break the law um, that right. God has given the state to write to to enact and to enforce, right? And so, we we have to be more nuanced in regards to how we respond in in these different situations, as right. far as when we talk about what the government um is doing yeah in in these different things like it's it's well within the government's um purview. Um, mm-hmm. Is that right. the right word? I'm, I'm, I'm very self-aware now of the words that I say. <laughs> Purview's is better than fellowship. <laughs> right. That's all I'm going to say. It it's better than that. So whatever. I'm very self-aware now. But right. yeah, what, what, what when, what's in the government's realm of responsibility, it's very much in their realm to make laws about who comes in the country and to right. c- consider about protecting the people who are currently in their nation, yeah, pr- protecting their citizens, right? That is well within their right to do so, and and so we have to hold on to that biblical principle as we seek to live out the rest of them as well. And that kind of leads mm-hmm. to you yeah. know the first of our practical suggestions, yeah. which is something we say a lot, but. Um, we don't necessarily, we haven't necessarily applied it in the way I'm going to apply it right now. And that's mm. to lead with grace. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I'm going to say lead with grace with the state who has the right to bear the sword. Mm. And so when, when you think about presidents, whether it's Trump or Biden, right? Um, they have to make some very hard decisions when it comes to immigration policy. And a lot of them, as we said earlier, they, they look the same. <laughs> and so you, we have to lead with grace because we do not have all the information that they do Are mm. the people that they have hired are right. the professionals that yeah, are there. Mm. They have professionals who deal with those things and we don't necessarily have all the, the information that they do. Mm. Now there are some things that we can look at and we can say that is absolutely wrong. Sure. Right. Yeah. We can say, that's absolutely wrong. But then there are other things to where we we have to realize we don't know. And, and thinking about it recently, like there there's an image that's been floating around of a, a Haitian um, immigrant. Well, he's not yet an immigrant because he's not legally in the country. But right. trying to a, make, he's at the border. He's at the border. Right. Um, and you have a border patrol agent on a horse with what, what, what looks like a whip or a lasso. Who's trying to uh, get this Haitian man to do, to comply somehow? I don't, I don't, but I can't even explain it because I don't know what's going on. Right. Right. <laughs> right? But when you look at it, when you, when look you just at look at, it, at the image, you're like, what a terrible. It looks horrible. Right. But because we don't know what's going on, we don't know what the individual had done, we don't know if the Border Patrol agent is wrong, if he's right, if he gave. X amount of warnings or what the right. individual had. We don't know any of those things. It could, he could have been a hundred percent wrong. That's right. Or he could have been enforcing the laws that someone else made. Right? Yeah, right. Like the, we, we do have to understand when it comes to border patrol agents, like they don't make the policy. No. Right. They're mo- right. Mo- most of the time they are enforcing a policy that was made by somebody else. Right. And so, It's important for us to to lead with grace in those situations um, to to understand that these are difficult situations. They are difficult policies to enact and enforce. Mm -hmm. And I will also say lead with grace as far as how we view the immigrants at the border. Yeah. So if you're thinking that everybody who's coming to the border is a criminal or <laughs> a right. murderer or right. well, if you're thinking everybody who's in the border is has, has sinned in some sort of way, reason why they're poor and look at like that is the wrong way to look at them. Like, right. Look at them as God sees them as people created mm. in his image and yeah. who are worthy of dignity and respect. Right. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. What else would you add to that, brother?
1: Well, and we, we, you know, we've talked about it a, a little bit, but I, I do think it's important to say this. We have to avoid thinking about it public, p- p- politically, <laughs> about said biblically, <laughs> avoid thinking about it biblically. It's now, not as bad as fellowship. That's right. Now I'm a heretic. Right. I've, I've fallen off in the heresy. Right. No, I, I think our tendency is to think about this issue very politically. Yes. And what I mean by that is you basically divide into wherever your party stands. Right. right? So if you're part of the Democratic Party, you're going to fall into this group. If you if you're part of the Republican Party, you're going to fall into this group. If you're part of it, you know the a third party, you're going to fall into that group. And and what I really believe, uh, particularly about this issue, and actually many other issues, but particularly about this issue is if you hold all those biblical principles, and you say I am going to be committed to upholding all those biblical principles, you will not be able to fall under what, any of the any of the camps. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, you you realize very c- quickly. I think I'm I'm politically homeless when it right. comes to this this issue, and I don't think I think that's true of uh, of other issues as well. Yes. Um. And so I so here's the challenge: is instead of just being so determined to toe the political line, to toe the party line, it, like it's just it's okay to say no. I'm just I just it's more important that I'm biblical on this issue, and this is where I think I need to be biblically. I'm going to be that. I'm I'm hoping and you know I'm hoping for politicians who will um, do the best that they can. I'm going to lead with grace with some of that. Obviously, we're going to have to. You know, I'm going to vote. I'm going to try to vote for you know whoever I think is going to do these principles the best. You know, I mean all all those things are a part of it. But man, when you're when you're just thinking about the issue, when you're talking with others about the issue, when you're having conversations about the issues, when you're you know um, interacting on social media with these issues like let's let's be way more committed to being biblical than we are to being political. Right. I think that's I think that could be helpful. Yeah, and I
0: would and I would just um like give a specific example of how you may be more political than biblical. Right. Uh so let's say you're you're for deportations when it's your political party in office mm. but then you're against them when it's the other political party right like you're probably thinking more political right than you are biblical because right. as we said the policies seem to stay relatively the same mm. no matter who's in office right so if you're changing your view based upon which party is in office or what what a particular politician is saying You're not holding on to what the Bible says in regards to these situations. You really need to um, examine yourself and make sure that you're not more beholden to your political party than you are to the Word of God.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think that's really, really helpful. What what else would you say is a good kind of practical suggestion for uh, thinking through this issue?
0: Yeah, I would say that for the church especially— for us as and even as for us as individual Christians is that we need to pursue diversity Mm. and you know what I'm talking about is what what generally happens is is that these groups come to our our nation and we can be focused on okay we're going to share the gospel with them which is great But when it's time for the local churches to start to be formed, we kind of segregate based upon the language barrier. Mm. Um, But I think the church and and this can be difficult, but I think the church needs to be intentional about looking for ways to integrate Mm. in these situations instead of just kind of throwing up our hands and say, well, we we speak a different language, so we're not going to try to. Um, integrate this group into into our um, body of believers. And so a, a practical way to do that is to offer an English as a second language class. Mm. Like you can host those, you can teach those and, and maybe get this group who has come to this nation, give them an, uh, a chance to assimilate yeah. And then you you have found a way to pursue diversity in your church instead of maybe segregating um, mm. along those lines, right? Yeah. Which what would you say in regards to that, brother?
1: Well, I, you know, I mean, there are challenge. I mean, that's it's a challenging, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and a lot of times we have to really kind of be willing to ask ask questions about you know things and and try to figure out like what is the best approach right yeah. i mean if we if we want to reach afghan uh ref, refugees or haitian refugees you know what's the best what's the best way to do that you know right. and, and so we 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 want to try to figure that out but but we also again going back to some of those earlier principles if we want to show the power of the gospel right if we want the power of the gospel to be on display in our communities then in some sense there has to be some fellowship. Right. right? I mean, there has to be (laughs) some coming together, you know, and um, I don't think there's an easy answer to that. I mean, I don't don't think it's like, well, let's just get rid of all of the, you know, uh, there shouldn't, there shouldn't, there should never be any kind of church other than just a, you know, just Christians. And there shouldn't, there should in other words, there shouldn't be an Asian church or a Hispanic church or a, uh, or a black church or white, right? right? There should just, um, you know, I mean, that's a, I know there would probably be many of our listeners who would say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You guys are going way too far, right? <laughs> like that, you, they're you know, going to lose you, their culture. Right, what are you trying to do? Right. Are you Trying to and make them American?" Like, yes, yes. Yeah. And so i i I want to acknowledge that those would be challenges. Yes, but I do think it's good for us to at least be thinking through. Okay, is there another way to do it, right? Yes I mean, is Is there a better way to do it? Is this the best way? Is how can we come together how can we be diverse in our you know in our churches ha- have diversity and yet still still be together you know right hold on to some of our um hold hold on to some of our differences right there, you got to do that you're going to do that yes um but yet at the same time uh, really put on display to the world the gospel i mean this is <laughs> this is our intro right? right how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together yes you know and and really overcomes If you will, um, some of those some of those cultural differences that in the past have kept us apart, right? So I I think that's a challenge. I mean, that's a challenge for us all to really try to man think through what what does that look like, Lord, and how how do we can we accomplish that, and right? You know, what are the challenges for that? I I think that's at least part of the. Part of the the question that we have to be asking when we think about diversity and fellowship in America, particularly in America, yes, in um, other countries too, but particularly in America, where there are like we've like we started, all of these nations kind of coming together, right? You know, and um, you know, and what what that could look like, and and um, you know, you, you have a church in a city of, I don't know, a million people, two million people. There's going to be people from all different
0: you right know,
1: types of places and you know, what does it look like for people from all those different kinds of nations and ethnicities to kind of come together and worship together and you know how does that work and you know what is that and so yeah, i we, mean we we've kind of got a taste of that i think right. here you know with what we've with what's happened here with the merge um but i mean you know w- one of the things we always have to kind of admit like um we've really just brought two ethnicities together. Right. We still we <laughs> we have
0: a we have a Hispanic community That's right. in in our city. Yeah. Uh, it's not as, you know, big as, you know, That's right. the black and white community, but it's mm-hmm. it's still there. Mm-hmm. And we still have to ask the question like how do we still try to reach out to, and, and a lot of times what happened is the the two dominant, <laughs> you know, ethnicities tend to Have almost a tunnel vision as to what what it means to be what it means to have racial reconciliation. Right. Right. Just going to focus on these two groups, bringing them together. And we've kind of arrived. But no, that's not it. Like we we have to think about Hmm. uh, other communities in our in our neighborhoods and, and try to reach them as well
1: yeah that's good. Good stuff. All right, brother, you uh, what's our what's our uh, diversity and fellowship resource? You had a couple of things you wanted to mention. All right, so today. a couple
0: of ministries that are um, working on um, immigration as from the Christian perspective is the immigration project and the Evangelical immigration table. So we will have uh, the websites posted um, in the podcast notes and you can go check those out and support cool. them.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, and that leads us to our crazy diversity and fellowship question. Can I put that, can I put that there? <laughs> right. I have the little thing, making fellowship, the noise. Yes. Can do fellowship there all the time. Yes. Um, so here's our question for this week, brother. Any stories that you have, uh, of like difficulties that you've had with language. <laughs> yes. All right. right, let's hear So this. I
0: was on a mission trip in in Mexico, and we were um, we were working at this um, ministry location, putting up lights. And so there was a a Mexican um, electrician there mm-hmm. doing doing the work, and he was you know doing the wiring and all that stuff. He did a great job, and so I said, "Muy bien." Ah. Very good, right? Yes. That, Did yes, a very good right. job. And s- right. But he took that as if I knew how to speak Spanish, which oh, I do not. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no. a very limited yes. uh, vocabulary as yes. far as Spanish. And man, he just rapid fire just on the He just it took was like I was the conversation. Being, like, yes, It was like I was being sprayed with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> And he took, and it was like, Kitty, tell him you don't speak Spanish. I could not do anything. I could not say or do anything. I was stuck so, for like 30 minutes right. thinking you he were was, listening
1: to hanging on his everywhere. And
0: I was like, I don't know what to do now. I've confused <laughs> him to make him think I speak Spanish. And he went full blown into it. I was like, I don't know what's going on That's here. Awesome. So <laughs> That is a great so, story. So, yes, you need to lead with that. Before mm. you uh, actually say something, right? so, so I mean, how do you?
1: Well, like, like, let's explore this a little bit. I mean, should you have started with No hablo español, <laughs> right, and then said muy bien? Yes, or like, is, that, is right. that how you do that? Uh, our, how do you say I that'd speak a very,
0: little? That's going to be very <laughs> I confusing. I speak a little Spanish. Right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, is that that, is, right? How do you say that? Yeah, I need I to watch more the Explorer. That's probably it what It is. That's the key. That right. is
1: the key. Diversity and fellowship. Resource for the today, Dora <laughs> the Explorer.
0: Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh man, what about you, Matt?
1: Yeah, mine's not nearly as funny as that. Um when I got to travel through Europe, you know, during yes. um I took I did like a two week backpacking tour. Uh and um what was what I found what we just found was very interesting is that we went to all these kind of different countries. I mean yeah and so we went to a lot of different places and, and People did not necessarily speak English, but everywhere we went, like, people spoke English, right? Or everywhere we went, I mean, English wasn't their main language, but they, they would, you know. Right. And and we obviously looked like tourists. I mean, we had everything we were carrying with us on our back, you know. I mean, like, it, we were obviously right touristy Americans. And yet, when we went to Paris ain't nobody speaking english <laughs> right. in paris. so my lesson to you is that if you're going to paris you just need to be prepared, right? they are not they don't and they do you know, you're going to have to learn some french or yes. they are not going to have anything to do with you. so right. um yes, so we had a lot of scorn for not knowing French, but it was like, I'm only going to be here for a few days, so like, I don't know what to do. Uh, anyway, well, thanks so much for uh, tuning in this week and listening, and uh, we can't wait to uh, talk with you again next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to fellowship at
0: gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.